When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All righty. Hour two, the game after work. Really, today it's, you know, Mitch Fortner, David G., A.J. Shaw. Troy is training today, so mm. we haven't heard from him at all. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, everybody's busy, like, doing something in my house. You know, like, somebody's cooking, somebody's cleaning, somebody's doing If you just pick up a baby, you don't have to do anything. And that's what Troy's doing right now. He's just like, oh, I'm training. Oh, I'm showing him the ropes. He ain't doing nothing. He's sorry. He's, he's, standing he's standing in the back of the room texting. Oh my! Or thumbing through Twitter. X. Come on, T. Tro- Troy has been a fantastic help today. Here, here's what good Troy would, would that was say good. today. That was good save. Here's what Troy would say today. He would first of all agree with me mm-hmm. on Khalid Duke. Mm-hmm. He would absolutely agree with me. Sure. Um, and also, he would say that the Broncos are going to demolish the Chiefs this season. Yeah. And then he would be like, oh, there's no way Russell's getting uh, benched. They're going to let him cook. And everybody would be like, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. No, he he would say – well, no, I, I agree with that, but he would also say not let him cook, let him ride. Let him ride. Let him ride. Let's ride. Man, that's painful. Let's ride. And he would also say Raising Cane's is the best chicken when it Ooh. comes to fast food. Ooh. Now that, to me, is a bit of a hot take. I'm not a big fan of Cane's. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I like it. Chick-fil-A is better, I think. I think they got better. If you want a hot take, ask me about Chick-fil-A. Oof. Yeah, worry. We are, should we go down? It's only 509. Well, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm a big uh, agenda guy, you know. Just go sure. with uh, what's on the agenda. What I have yeah. down here to talk about. Uh, first, before we get back to the cats, I do want to mention that uh, Echo Boydo has been cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. That was a couple of hours ago. I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna reply to that, and it's what Mitch Holtis emailed me just a few moments ago. Be patient on Echo, mm-hmm. because right now he's making the making the run through waivers. If he doesn't get picked up, the Chiefs are going to put him on the practice squad. Yeah. So he, he's going to land at least somewhere. He is going to have, at the very least, you know, a, a temporary home in the NFL. But I know it's, you know, those Chiefs fans out there. Echo has had a pretty solid training camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitch Holtis was all – I mean, he doubled down on Echo being a part of the Chiefs organization in 2023. Active roster, you know, out of the gate, 53-man, not likely. But practice squad, 
very good chance. Right. But right now it's going through the waivers, and then if everything works out the way Chiefs fans you wanted to, especially if you're a K-State fan, Echo will be on your practice squad. You got uh, K-State fans a little, uh, a little tense right now, especially if they're Chiefs fans as well. Well, and I think it's the same thing with Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. Adrian was cut by the Lions – and I believe it's the same scenario. Yeah, and I think they cut another quarterback or lost a quarterback here recently. Um, oh, what's his name? I, I know I couldn't tell you. It's yeah. one of their backups. They released him so uh, because he got hurt. So I'm thinking they liked what they saw with Adrian. They're going to bring him back. I also saw uh, Timmy Horn was cut today as well. He was with the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Uh, last year was with the Falcons. I think he was still with the Falcons uh, for this training camp, but he got cut today as well. So uh, I, I have not heard about Deuce Vaughn yet. I would assume the, the Cowboys keep him. They were just talking, what, the other day, yesterday on Undisputed? You know, Skip Bayless? Yeah. I mean, they did a whole bit on Deuce Vaughn. Well, Skip's a... Cowboys fan, right? And he was going on, and it's not like I, you know, watched the show. I hate those kind of shows. But somebody shared the clip on Twitter, and it was like, oh, they stole this child from K State, <laughs> five five nothing, you know, five five, and you know, a buck something. Deuce Vaughn, we, the, the Cowboys stole him in the sixth round. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And Cowboys fan, nobody's talking about anybody else more. Than Deuce Vaughn. Huh. Deuce has got to make the roster. I would yeah. think. I just don't know. Are the Cowboys going to take three running backs? Are they going to take four? I think that could be a difference. Yeah. Because if it's three and not four, I mean, Deuce could definitely be on the chopping block. But if they, I do, really hope not. If they do take him, if they do put him on the fifty-three, and they give him a chance to play, people gonna learn. This guy can play football, man. He can. I know he can play at the next level, and. People are going to learn. They're going to be making fun of him no more. I hate that. Who was it? Um, I can't remember who the player was, but uh, they left out like a chi- like children's cleats and gloves out on CD, this like CD Lamb. It was CD Lamb. God dang it! Oh, I wish we were playing Oklahoma this year. Ooh, you were. You, oh boy. my God, that would be bulletin board material if I've ever seen that kind of material. Ooh. All right, so, boy, we had quite the debate in the first hour about Khalid Duke and can he be the next Felix and DK Uzama, even if it is just for one year. Can he live up to what Felix did last year? Can he meet the kind of stats that Felix had last year, even though he's pretty much double-teamed the entire season? Meanwhile, I, I think this is also going to be a fun debate, and that is one of the oars. There were ten oars on the depth chart. Five of them on the offensive side of the football. You have the or between who's going to start at right guard between Panzer and, and Portier. Not a surprise there. Backup tight end, Oakley and Lofton. Not a surprise there, even though you know Ben Sinnott was listed as a fullback, and apparently he's getting, <laughs> he's been getting kind of made fun of for that. Uh-oh. But they wanted to list more guys, fullback, tight end. I mean, they're all pretty much playing fullback these days, other than maybe Christian Moore. Uh, starting running back, DJ Giddens and Treshawn Ward is an or. And then backup wide receiver between Shane Porter and Jace Brown is a true freshman behind Phillip Brooks. But I wanted to talk quarterback because this question was brought up, was already thinking about it yesterday, and that is, you know, depending on the situation, who do you bring in? If Will gets hurt, who becomes, out of that or, the backup quarterback, Jake Rubley or Avery Johnson? A couple of of, uh, comments about the quarterbacks today. 
about Avery and about how the coaches got to see more of Avery in the last few weeks. Jake missed a handful of days about a week ago that maybe gave Avery some more reps for us to see more and more of Avery. But then Rubes is back healthy, practiced last few days and doing some really good things. Um, so we feel really comfortable at the quarterback's box. We've, we feel like um, at, everybody knows that Will is, is the guy, but both the other two are competing every day for the number two job. And then meanwhile, asked, all right, if something happens to Will, What's the answer? Who are you going with? They don't really have the answer yet. We'll just see how it plays out. I, I can't I can't tell you how it will work if something happened to Will, who would go in. You know, it's something that CK and I are, are really, you know, talking about on a daily basis. Well, it is really an, an intriguing thought of what direction the cats would go in, and it's a fair thought. Let me just say this. I mean When's the last season there hasn't been some sort of quarterback controversy? Nineteen eighty seven. I was thinking on, like man. legit like twenty twelve. For real. For dude. injuries or quarterback battles, guys splitting the duties like Jake Waters and Daniel Sams. It seems like we've had something. Every year. Something come up in the mostly injuries, but something has come up in the last decade for uh-huh. sure. It's always been something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Jake Waters winning the job over Daniel Sams after Daniel, boy, when he would come in for Colin, that 2012 season, man, did he look good in, in you know, in uh, mop up duty, running the football electric, and he could you know throw it around a little he bit, but he, he wasn't, he didn't have the arm as Jake, did not have that kind of arm, but it's fair to you know think of the backup plan. I I, I just can't help it. What if? And I hope this is definitely a what if that never comes true. What happens if Will gets hurt? What happens if, you know, Will's sick, can't play, has to miss an extended period of time? No matter the situation, what's the right direction K-State goes into? Because the or is very interesting. You have a true freshman in Avery Johnson who has not played a single down at the collegiate level, 77th best player overall in the class of 2023, according to ESPN. Rivals had him the top dual threat quarterback in the class. He was a four-star kid, but again, hasn't played it down. Yet he was in the Elite 11 Finals in the summer of 2022. Gatorade Player of the Year in Kansas. Max Prep Kansas Player of the Year in 2022. Under Armour All-American game. He's He was all over the place, a senior in high school, when it comes to being a recruit for college football. Jake Rubley is entering, uh, this is going to be his third year in the program. Saw action in four games in his career. Threw the ball five times against South Dakota. Threw it just once against TCU. And unfortunately, that was an interception. But, you know, if you think back, he was also a pretty big deal out of high school. Rated the 25th best overall prospect in the class of 2021 by ESPN. That's a lot higher than Avery Johnson. Former four-star recruit like Avery Johnson. So off the top of your head, DG, let's say Will gets hurt. This is another thing about this. There are a lot of scenarios, a lot of reasons why a number one or number one goes down or, you know, it's garbage time. Let's just look at it this way. If it is garbage time and Will's coming out of the game against SEMO, start of the fourth quarter or whatever, and the Cats are winning 41 to 7. 
you're going to see probably Jake Rubley. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think if if you have red shirt in your mind whatsoever, which I I'm when I'm thinking Avery Johnson, I'm not thinking red shirt. To me, he just doesn't seem like the red shirt kind of guy. Even though if you can save him, that's fine, whatever. But if he's that talented, is he going to use four years of eligibility of playing football? I don't know if that's I don't know if that's in his forecast, but just hard to tell right now. But Jake Ribley have to be that mop up guy, no doubt about it. Um, if an, it's an injury situation, extended period of time, which direction are you going in? Yikes. Well, I mean, first of all, they call them rubes, so that's big. Well, then, <laughs> and what's your best case scenario of getting Sylvester Stallone into Manhattan? <laughs> Starting Jake Rubley. I mean, come on, dude. I and, mean, they are related. And Sylvester Stallone's kind of known for doing whatever. Like, he'll just do it. So maybe our social media team can get a hold of him and we can do some cool stuff. There's some marketing for sure. Um, and marketing value. I think. That you have with nobody else. You don't. I, I think it's a little unfair to just. I think it's unfair to hop him in, in uh, uh, Jake Rubley on the depth chart. I think if. If Will Howard goes down, I think you do. If if the competition is neck and neck, I think you should give them both a shot at it. I mean, like you said, we've done this whole like two quarterback thing before, so I think it would be unfair to a guy that's been in the program for three years to just say, "Nah, time Will's hurt. You're sitting. We're gonna start the kid. Give them both a shot. Let it. Let's see." May, I mean, we weren't all that. We weren't that pumped up about Will Howard the first, you know, like his first run. We were pretty scared to think this is the guy. Oh my God! So maybe Jake comes out and has a great has a great run. Who knows? But I think it's unfair to put uh, Avery in there to begin with. I think you got that. Win. Might be your second hot take of the day <laughs> because if it is a situation where. Will Howard is going to have to miss an extended period of time. And let's not say let's say it's not more than four games. So a redshirt like is still a, a possibility. If you're saying eight weeks, you're going Jake Rubley and let Jake Rubley lose the job yeah. and go Avery Johnson. Yeah, let him lose it. Let him lose because like you think about it. If it's if with all the question marks that they have on offense, if Big Bill Howard goes down, you know, and let's say like let's say. He goes down and the cats start like one and three. Let him, let him fight it out. Let Avery win the the job. Let him win the job. Um, I know that kind of messes things up for the next year. You know, like what do you do now? You have Will Howard and you got and probably after that Jake Rubley leaves. Um, but I yeah I think you got to give him a shot. Give him a shot to, to lose the, the job. Here's the deal. The way I look at it is if Avery Johnson is really that talented, and I, I I mean, I believe everything the coaching staff has said. I mean, this was a couple of weeks ago. He knows he's still learning what we're about doing Avery. schematically, and he's learning a lot from Will and Jake. But the one thing, when, when the ball snapped, Avery plays really, really fast. And so as he continues to learn our system and the defensive side of things slows down from him, we're going to continue to see quantum leaps from him. But make no mistake, when, when he tucks it away and runs, it's a different speed out there. So he's already playing electrically, mm-hmm. electric football. Uh, and we're just talking about practice. If the coaching staff feels that he is up to speed with the playbook, 
He can go out there and run some plays. He has chemistry with the coaching staff, reading the plays, relaying them to the offense, and he can just go out there and sling it. If he's that good, and he is – I mean, we're not hearing a bunch of nonsense from the coaches. Like, he is the legit real deal. Mm-hmm. You play Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. You give him that opportunity. I know that might hurt some feelings for Jake Rubley, but it's in the best interest of the team. And I said last – I've said it before. I'm sorry, Jake Rubley, but he's probably not the future of this football program. Avery Johnson is the future of this program. And I don't think we we shouldn't be scared of playing a true freshman at quarterback. Will Howard would not be where he is today if he did not get the opportunity to fill in for Skylar Thompson as a true freshman backup quarterback. He was thrown into the fire after an injury against Texas Tech for Skylar Thompson, and he had to take over. And he looked good at the start. He fell behind. But he never lost his confidence. He battled through all the adversity, stuck with it, and look at where Will Howard is now. Amazing. I mean, absolute night and day were where he was a few years ago. He won a Big 12 championship, and now I'm talking about him like he could be a record-setting quarterback at K-State for throwing the football and scoring touchdowns. Good. Avery Johnson will probably have his development at a quicker pace. He's probably... I I don't know this for a fact, but Will Howard wasn't talked about. He wasn't talked about like this no. when he was a freshman. No, before he played it down, before he was even talked about being a, a starting quarterback. We're, we're hearing completely different things about Avery Johnson. I think you go Avery Johnson if you need a starting quarterback, and you know that Will Howard's going to be out for a while, no matter the situation. Play Avery Johnson. And like you said, you're not concerned at all. Like, I mean, I feel like K-State staff played that redshirt situation with Will. Like, they were really nervous. and they Not That's nervous, true. but they were really against that. They were thinking it. Yeah. They were like, it was, oh boy, we can't do that. We can't do that. And they, they, they really let that thing play out until it was like, we have to play. We have to. So... I know what you want, but do you think the coaching staff, if let's say Will, let's tell, let's say Will Howard is day to day, four weeks, we'll, 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 like you know, of course, the way they play it close to the vest, you won't know that. But let's say he's going to be out for a month. I'd say he's going to be out for a month, and we go, we start out three and zero. He gets hurt at like the very end of the Missouri game or a uh, Troy game. What do you what do you say? There wouldn't be this or on the depth chart <laughs> if the coaches weren't seriously thinking it about playing Avery Johnson in this scenario. For sure, for sure. That or to me tells the whole story. It's big. It's big because they're not. You're right. You're you're so right. They're not doing it anywhere else and playing around. It's because either one of these guys could play. We're ready. We're prepared to play either one of these. And guys. I, I know Harry. I, the K-State coaching staff, they want to lose, when it comes to the portal, least amount of players as possible. Sure. There's a reason why they have them on this on the team. They recruited them. Jake Ridley was a really big deal coming out of high school. But on a talent level, I mean, Avery's probably better. Mm. Um, unfortunately for Rubley, his sample size when it comes to actually playing football is extremely small. Did not play his first year at all. Even though we thought he may play a little bit, did not play whatsoever. 
And then the only time he played last year was in garbage time, absolutely unmeaningful snaps against South Dakota. Played one meaningful snap against TCU in and, Fort Worth, and he threw an interception. Blew it. Yeah, that and that was an emergency situation. A bad spot to throw a guy. Kind of like switching pitchers when you got like bases loaded or two guys on. You know, one out, two on. It's a bad situation. Um, he. You don't think there's any chance that he could pull a Will Howard? And if you gave him an, if you gave him some time, and you were like, "Hey, here's the deal. You're the guy." He could come up and surprise some people. Well, that's yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's certainly on the table. But at the end of the day, they got to roll with who they think is going to be the best guy for the job. And if and if Avery Johnson already has not played a single down, and he's been with the program for less than a year, showed up in the spring, and he has he has passed Jacob Knuth, who's going to be the uh, uh, the. Uh, the practice team quarterback, scout squad, or you know whatever, uh, quarterback Avery La- or uh, Adrian Lara, who has I guess one of the best arms on the team, passed him, and now he's basically neck and neck with Jake Rubley. To me, that says a lot. Yeah, I mean he passed those guys when he walked on campus. You know, like he it was his day. So let me run the scenario one more time. Okay, what if the Cats? Like Will Howard gets hurt in the middle of the Big Twelve schedule, and it looks like there's no climbing out of this thing. Like there's where the season's kind of dust; it's dusted, and you're like, we're evalu- now we're kind of in the evaluating people situation for the next season. Do you still say go ahead play Avery over Jake if the season's we're done? Well, I, I bet you that we're going to hear more questions like towards the, the quarterback, the backup quarterbacks, when we continue to see that or on the depth chart, if Will continues to be healthy. If that were to come in Vince middle of the season, you're talking about seven more weeks of development for both guys. And, I mean, you're you're still probably looking at Avery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I are we going to see – one or the other separate themselves. I, I don't I don't see this as a tie. Like one has probably been better than the other. You know what I mean? Even if it's a slim margin or it's a wide margin, I I have a tough time seeing Avery being like in any way behind Jake Rubley with the or in the depth chart. And you this you're just basing this on just kind of the what you've heard and like because you get a feel for like a coach. You've talked to these coaches. There for has years. been more praise for Avery Johnson than right. than Jake Rubley. Right. You you have been around these guys for years. So when you're interviewing people, you kind of can read between the lines a little bit. Even though, like you said, coaches play it pretty close to the vest. But in your estimation, you're like, I think Avery's probably got the. I think you no doubt go with Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. You throw him out there. If he makes a mistake. He's already shown, and I heard this from Hawaii yesterday, and it was also brought up at the press conference today, that one of the most impressive things about him is his maturity. Wyatt said if he were to make a mistake or drop a snap, he doesn't freak out. He just looks right over to the, if, to, the, to, the uh, to coaches to get any sort of feedback or get the next play, and let's move on. Maturity like that out of a 17, 18-year-old, I think that's pretty next level. I've, yeah, heard a lot, sure. I've heard a lot worse stories from bigger names. <laughs> so, at a different level, maturity-wise, yeah. Hmm. Avery seems to be like a total package right now. Hmm. But, uh, again, 
I don't know. That that is a I I know that's a scenario I'm sure the coaching staff does not want to have to deal with all season long. But yeah. if it's just mop up duty, we're gonna see Jake Rubley. I lean more Avery Johnson than Jake Rubley when it's an absolute necessary, meaningful snaps. We need a quarterback. Avery, I would think, would be the guy. But I may be wrong. I may absolutely be wrong. But that's my prediction. We gotta take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear. We continue with hour two of the game on Cayman. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, AJ Shaw. Talking in the last segment, who should be backing up? Will Howard, just in case Will Howard goes down, who would be the winner of the or debate? Jake Rubley or Avery Johnson as DG leaning Rubley. I'm leaving a- leaning Avery Johnson. The thing is, like, the fan base would be disappointed if it is Jake Rubley. Yeah, I know. There's so much hype yeah. about Avery Johnson. And so many great things said about him in this offseason or, you know, in the preseason here in the, in the going back into the spring and here in the fall and where Avery has been playing, where he's taken his game in these fall practices. It's it's very impressive. He's got the NIL deals, too, with the offensive linemen. I mean, it's like, come on, play the guy. Well, in a part of my, you know, answer of uh, me going with Avery Johnson, as long as it's not mop up duty, you go Avery Johnson. It's not just because of his talent or, you know, don't want the fans to be disappointed or whatever, but like I, I, I'm kind of dying to see him play. Like I'm dying to see like as a true freshman, is he like that good? Is he the real deal? We've heard hype, but we haven't. We barely seen anything other than open practices here and there. Him throw the football around a little bit. If he's the real deal, like I'm kind of chomping at the bit. Like let's see it. Let's see it. But um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll get the answer when we get there. Hopefully, we don't get there uh, in 2023 with Will Howard now being the trusted guy at quarterback for the Cats. Let's hear from um, Will Howard. This is from earlier today, him speaking to the media about his game and also heading into the 2023 season with this K-State offense. They're a part of this offense that you're kind of anxious to see kind of unfold on Saturday and the way that it looks. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of parts of this offense <laughs> that I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Keegan in action, those running backs versus, you know, a live type of game flow just because you know all throughout fall camp it's like you're doing like this tag tempo kind of thing and they're like oh that's a tackle I'm like there's no way you're tackling Trayshawn Ward right there but I'm excited to see that that'll be that'll be cool how ready are you to get back out there so ready uh, it's been it's been a long off season but it's also flown by and man I, I couldn't be more pumped up for this weekend uh, but we're just still trying to take it one day at a time because you know there's more stuff we got to learn about these guys you know but um, we've been playing against our our own for a while it's it's about time we we tee it up against somebody else what's your stance for opening game when it comes to open up the playbook versus keeping as much back as you can while still winning you know i just want to go win a game you know whatever coach wants to do and however we got to do that if we get up big you know maybe that's when we pull it back but you know we're, we're worried about scoring 50 every single game and however we got to do that we're going to do it how much has the depth on the offensive line helped you get through the, the thing with Duff's injury and uh have those guys handle it they've handled it really well um we got a lot of a lot of younger guys that have stepped up um, um it makes me feel good as a quarterback because we have so many guys that can pop in and play those positions you know in terms of tackles cooper can play if he needs to you know he's a dog he can pretty much play whatever carver's done some good things kt obviously on the left John Pastore you know Liney can play some some tackle too so um, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to get some reps um, I think Duffy's looking really good though his upper body is like 
ripped now. That dude's been, you know, since he's been hurt, he's been working really hard in the weight room with True, and he looks like a freaking dude, man. It's 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 cool to see. Well, what have you seen from tight ends not named Ben Sennett that are on the roster? <laughs> I think uh, I think we have a really really deep tight end room. I think between Will Swanson and Garrett Oakley both had really really good camps. I think Oakley kind of was even more of a surprise to a lot of people. He did some really good things throughout the spring, but to see him sustain that through a whole camp and all summer, he's really stepped into a really good role. Um, and Will Swanson obviously is a is a really stout blocking back. He's leaned out a lot and is running routes as good as I've ever seen him run routes. And then we have Christian Moore, who's a true fullback. He's got a cowboy collar on, and I'm like, that's that's freaking sweet, man. Seeing a dude in a cowboy collar out there with you know we're running power, and he can he can go out and, and catch a couple balls. I think there was one thing they posted during fall camp of him like going up over a DB and catching a ball, which was pretty cool to see in a in a cowboy collar. But no, we got between those four guys, um, we're gonna be pretty special. Speaking of fullback, Ben was listed at fullback on the depth chart. Has he, has he caught any grief about that? <laughs> the O-line loves to give him a hard time about that, call him a blocking back. And I'd, uh, I'd be lying if I said I've never gotten in on that joke either. He's a true like Swiss, Swiss Army knife. He can play out of the backfield, and that's the good thing about him is that he can go block, kick out a D-end, or he can go release and run a, run a vertical. And that makes it really easy on us because, you know, you never know where we're going to put him, where we're going to motion him to. And he's so mobile and, and, and you know, he can do so many different things things that it really allows us to do a lot with him and in 12 personnel and in even in 11 too you mentioned 50 points a while ago how much of that is a goal for you guys after coming as close as you had Hitting that number previously. That's the number that Coach Klein says every week. He says, I want to score 50. And I think Malik said like 80 last year, which is <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But uh, but no, I mean, I, I'd love it. If we could score 80 points, that'd be awesome. But no, that's that's like our number. Is there a way that SEMO can kind of stress you guys the most on offense? I mean, they, they got a lot of really good players. Um, you know, 12 seniors returning and like five juniors. I think, you know, they're really experienced team. Um, it's not going to be a, a layover game at all. You know, they made it to the playoffs last year. They're going to be coming in hungry, and this is going to be a good game. It's a good matchup, and, you know, it's a really good first game for us because they're a good team, and I think they they do a lot of really good things on defense. They, they mix up their fronts a little bit to try to mix with our IDs and stuff, so um, we just got to be ready for, for whatever because they, they can do a lot of different things, and they do a lot of different personnels. We'll kind of have to see what they do on the first couple drives and, you know, who their personnel is. I know they they have some guys moving around. They got a really good safety, number seven. He's All-American. So they, they got some good players. We just got to we just got to do what we do and go out there and, and uh, you know, we're, we're studying them as best as we can. The first game of the year is always interesting because you never really know what they're going to do. Probably going to feel them out for those first first two drives, but still be attacking because we, we know what we expect them to do and, and, and go from there. There's about 200 nicknames uh, for you out there. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just saw that they, they dropped the Will the Thrill shirt or whatever. Um, that one was pretty cool, so I don't know. I, I've gotten, I've heard a bunch of different nicknames. I, I go by Will. That's my name, but you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. Whatever, whatever, you know, floats everyone's boat, I guess. Earlier today, Will Howard, uh, K State quarterback, with the media. I'm a, I'm a big Willie style fan. It's a good one. It's a great one. Trill, Trill Howard is another one I really like. Uh, what was the one? Uh, <laughs> Willie football is a great one. Um, there was one about like a cannon or something. He had like big cannons. I can't remember. But well, that's the thing. There's 73 of them. I mean, come on, baby. It's good though. Well, Power K game day coming up at two o'clock on Saturday. Cole Manbeck, Derek Young, and myself. 
Kicking off at 2, two hours before network coverage, breaking down the Cats and the Red Hawks of SEMO with kickoff at 6.02. Bill Snyder Family Stadium, we open up the 2023 season on Saturday. We're from QB1 